Welcome everybody to another episode of the Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi podcast. I am your host, the Artificial Dragon, and I am joined here today by my two hosts, Hannah and Kit. Introduce yourselves. What's up? Uh, well. <laughs> As usual, we'll be, uh, <laughs> that is so lackluster entrance, Kit. What do you want me to say? Me to say like, <laughs> ago from the distant land. So <laughs> you want me to do that? I don't have to do that. <laughs> Just a quick interjection here. Um, there have been technical difficulties with the uh, recording. It skipped some important parts here and there. But uh, for context, today's episode will be about the history of the Sith. The Sith's history and canon hasn't been touched into that much, which is why we made the uh, Bethesda joke, as you'll soon hear. They, they're just there. They're just there, it yeah. Works. It just works. <laughs> it just works. <laughs> Going <laughs> with the uh, Bethesda approach of things, sure. It, works. it just works. It just works. <laughs> Thank you, Todd Howard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to bring you back in time. Way back. So I will... All right, before we go back in time, the year date in Star Wars is kind of weird. They go with the system BBY and BBY. Which is basically an acronym for before the Battle of Yavin or after the Battle of Yavin. Oh my god. <laughs> that, that, that's just, that makes it so hard. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. They're not going to use BC and AD because they don't have a, they don't have a Jesus. Yeah, I know they no. don't have a Jesus. Like, no. The Battle of Yavin is the Jesus in this. <laughs> no, it's just like before Jedi Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, they kind of marked it by, like... Fall of Republic, Rise of Empire, Fall of Rise, Fall of Empire, Rise of Republic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit weird, but I mean, this it is. is a linear number. This yeah. is the year one. This is the year seven. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you back to ten thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. It's way back out there before even the days of the Old Republic. Oh shit! This That's is like pre Old Republic. Um. So out in the Outer Rim, there is this planet called Korriban. You may know of it. <laughs> yep. it's, the, it's the home world of a species called the Sith. Oh, the Pure Blood Sith? Uh, okay, so I'll get into the Pure Blood Sith, but they're a completely different thing. Um, so there's this planet called Korriban. In can, it's called Moraban for some reason. Korriban sounds better. Yeah, Moraban. I don't know what... It was in a Clone Wars episode, I think, where Yoda went to the homeworld of the Sith, but whatever. Um, well, either way, it is a Sith homeworld. Yeah, yeah. So, we got a species called the Sith. So, you know how, like, there are certain races in the Star Wars galaxy that are more Force-sensitive than others? Yeah, like, um, isn't... I think humans are pretty up there. Yeah, because uh, the Force loves us for some reason. And anything near human. Like, yeah. the Shiths are, like, kind of down there. yeah. Like, uh, Man, prominent. Forces <laughs> <laughs> But there are prominent examples like humans, of course, um, the Tegruda, the Keldor, which is Plokun's race, many others. Like, they are yeah. much. Not all of their race are force sensitive, but like. So the point I'm making here is that the uh, Sith race as a whole are 100% force sensitive. There's no if, ands, or buts. All of them are force sensitive. You know, people that strong, you wonder how they die. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, um, back in the day, just like with most races, they started off very primitive. You know, they have a very warlike style of their culture. Kind of like the Mandalorians, but more barbaric. Unga Bunga. Unga Bunga, go smash. Space caveman. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, it's like, they were very primitive. Primitive in the fact that they could lift ten-ton rocks and throw them at each other. <laughs> And, like, you know, they have a tribal lifestyle. They're always in constant war with other tribes. And, like, what makes them stand apart is that they are so in tune with a dark side of the Force because there are things in the galaxy called Force Nexuses, where the Force is much more prominent. And Korriban is a huge nexus for the dark side of the Force. And the, so, it, out of every species in the entire Star Wars mythos, mm-hmm. universe, whatever... yeah. The Force likes the 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 Sith the most. Like they're the dark side in yeah. particular. Yeah, they're literally like the encompassing because all of them are Force users. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, it, I, at this point, I would I would just show the Jedi this as an example. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. And well, like, obviously, the Force is here for the dark side. Yeah. Um. So aside from their barbaric lifestyle, they are actually fairly advanced. Like they have, they practice magic and shit, kind of like the Night Sisters. Well, uh, the Night Sisters are a branch of the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they like alchemically create their weapons. Like they have these swords that are bounded by magic, and they're so powerful they they can like deflect lightsabers and shit. Like they have. What a- happens? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What happens? How the fuck do you stop making that shit? It's fucking awesome. Why would you stop making that? Well, you remember the extinction of the Sith? <laughs> how did they die? Yeah, how did they die? We'll get to that. I'm just going through the story perspective. Um, and you know, like they kind of have this Aztec feel. Like even though they're warlike, they also make a lot of sacrificial um, ceremonies to appease their gods, like big ass pyramids and shit. Like what the Aztecs did. Yeah, yeah. You know, they sacrifice somebody to appease the sun or whatever. It's a little bit different. I'm not sure to what extent, but they do have gods and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing they have in common with humans, they are extremely xenophobic. They see as everything else as, you know, beneath them. Like, uh, if a Sith becomes a slave, that's basically an insult to their race. So they're, yeah. they're, they're racist. Yeah, extremely racist. And sounds like very, very proud. Yep, they are a very proud people. And are, I'm guessing they're authoritarian, too. Yeah. So they're just Nazis. Okay. <laughs> a bunch of Nazis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so like, one day... As I said before, a lot of them are in tribes and they, like, beat the shit out of each other. Kind of like the orcs from Warhammer 40k. Mm. But, uh, one day, there's this individual Sith Lord called King Addis. He is a... Different from the other Sith. You know how all the Sith purebloods, they're all red? They have red skin or at least orange skin like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, King Addis... I'll send you guys a picture of the, uh, chat. I, I don't know why, but when you said, like, they all have, like, red skin, I just thought, my, I just thought of, like, hey, welcome to Chili's. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, he's just a, uh, black-skinned Sith Lord. That's the man right there in the chat. Hold on, let me, let me look at this shit. Oh. Okay, mine has not loaded. Can you show me on your phone here? Why does it look like a samurai? <laughs> I looks, know. He looks like... 
a medieval version of Vader. Yeah. Yeah, almost. I can see that. Yeah, King Addis, he's one of the only black-colored Sith Lords that actually rose to power. He brought all the other tribes under his rule, become becoming the first-ever Sith Lord and creating the first-ever Sith Empire. Cool. What is his, is his axe just a normal axe? No, um... Probably one of, like, the magic things. Yeah, one of those alchemically created axes, probably. But he his he looks so fucking cool. He yeah, looks he like a complete chad. You always say that. This is the first time I sit on a podcast. Come on. <laughs> but three out of ten stars. <laughs> three out of ten stars. Um, doesn't have a belt. Doesn't have a cape. Wait, he has a cape. He has a cape. Um, but... He was the one that began the fable, the legend of the Sivari, which is basically the Sith version of the Chosen One. The oh. perfect being. Now, it's completely different compared to what the Jedi Chosen One is. It's basically the uh, Sith that unites all the Sith under one banner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, uh... He led this empire for several centuries and, like, it's pretty freaking impressive that he led an entire war-dominated race under one banner in for several centuries. I'm guessing his goal became from conquer the planet to conquer other planets. We'll get there. Most likely. <laughs> Actually, um, things changed. There's these alien visitors that came and arrived. They're called the uh, Infinite Empire. You might remember... Them as the creators of the uh, Star Forge from the previous episode. What? Okay, okay, so the Infinite Empire is one of the first galaxy-spanning empires of a Star Wars universe. There's a race. You remember Rakata? The, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. The mother machine from... Yeah. Basically the quote-unquote creators of the Twi'lek, Zabrak... The near most of the near human races. Yeah, yeah. I know jack shit about this, so I, I don't even know. <laughs> so Ricotta, they looked at his plan. They're all like, "Huh, these guys are pretty cool. They can use the dark side just like we can. Let's be friends." So they went down, and they showed the Sith the ways of. They showed them many secrets in the dark side of the Force, and they also taught them how to create holocrons. So yeah, all those triangular-shaped constructs, those are Sith holocrons instead of a boxy ones that the Jedi use. You can thank Verakata for that. Cool. The fuck are holocrons again? They're just cubes, right? Yeah, they're like the cubes. The Jedi ones more look more like cubes. And they like what Disney sells. What do they do? They basically hold knowledge like... Uh, some of them hold knowledge, others hold like recorded essences of their creators. Like, for example, I hand you a holocron of Darth Vader. You'll see a holo projection of Darth Vader telling you shit. You know what else stores information? A book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but books could get destroyed. That is true. So can holocrons, can't they? You can throw them in the fire. No, no. Um, if I remember correctly in the lore, it's actually, you need precise precision on creating holocrons, like the microscopic level. This is... Like... It seems very excessive just for information. Like, Master Yoda is one of the few Jedi in existence that knows how to create holocrons. This is a book. Here you go. What's this? That's a book, but better. It's like, but... 
So are holocrons rare then? Yeah, they're fairly rare. Like uh, if a dark sider, like a wannabe dark Jedi, wants to become a Sith, he tries to go find a holocron because. But they're those... so fucking abundant in the old Republic. I remember doing several missions for those. Well, they were abundant then, but you know. So they hold like secret techniques in yeah. ritualistic. It's just like shite. in Star Wars Five E. What? It's Star Wars Five E. <laughs> The role-playing game that yeah, we do. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. What? Like, they hold, like, numerous force abilities that you could do. Like, Wait, I don't does, know. Does, does the cube just inject you with the ability? No, no, it's all like... It's like you learn it. Yeah, yeah, it's like... You activate it by meditating heavily through the force, and okay. it tells you, okay, so this is how you do force lightning and shit. I wonder what's in this hologram. <laughs> oh my god, it's the sitcom Sutra. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my fucking god. <laughs> oh. What's he doing with that sword? Oh lord. <laughs> but yeah, point is, holocrons are very important to the Sith. Jesus um, and Christ. Jedi. Um, for purposes. For purposes. For purposes. Maybe we'll do an episode purely on holocrons because they're pretty cool. The, yeah. the Sith have sex moves that people <laughs> <laughs> The downward facing dog. The, oh, the dark Jesus. side holds many capabilities that people might find kinky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are there S&M clothes? <laughs> Have you seen what the t- red tweelik wears? She's like... Uh, Dark yeah, she Dark talent. Like Have you seen what these people wear? <laughs> it looks like S&M gear. Yeah. They have spikes on spikes. They have spikes where you don't even need spikes. They have spikes on their crotch. They have spikes <laughs> in, like, fucking thigh spikes. That they have shoulders. <laughs> I know. I'm getting so much edge from all of that. <laughs> what? Why do they want all these fucking spikes anyway? It's like... Force users just walked into Hot Topic. And yeah. Like, yeah! <laughs> they wanted to- no, 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 no. This is the history of a Sith. They find this legendary place called Hot Topic, and then they be- they became a Sith. <laughs> you, know how, like, you know how, like, there's some Sith people that just wear leather? Yeah. Um, You know how, like, in the movie, they'll be blaring music so you can't really hear, like, hear anything? You can just hear... You, you'll hear dialogue and you'll hear the music, right? Yeah. If you... Get rid of the music, and you'll hear like nothing but leather <laughs> and squeaking. That's what I. That's why my picture of that is what Darth Vader does. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's like Big Bang Theory with a laugh track. <laughs> it's like Star Wars, but but it's like but every time Vader's on screen, there's no music, and it, and it's just the leather rubbing up against each that's other. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Verakata and Vasiv become huge good buddies with each other, sharing secrets and whatever. Um, being huge buddy buddy. Um, however, Verakata, since they're also dark side users, they pulled a Sif on the Sif. Unlimited power! <laughs> no. Um, you couldn't trust another, an authoritarian regime with another authoritarian regime? So yeah, uh, long story short, King Addis led the uprising against the Infinite Empire. And managed to capture a couple of their ships before driving them off of Korriban. But uh, he died in the process. And the Civ have ships now. The long short of it. And then the Civ went back into barbarism. Because their king is dead. Wait, how did King Anna okay. die? He sacrificed himself to give her to 
capture their ships and give a ricotta off of their system. They don't think that, oh, we could use this. But no, just fuck it, back to our old ways. Well, they did use them to colonize a couple of worlds, but they immediately went back into barbarism. Because they don't have any charismatic king to lead them toward a goal. Did, he, did King Addison have a son or like or a no, kid or no. a brother? A sister? <laughs> like, cousin named no Steve? One to, <laughs> no one to take the role of King. Yeah, I mean, he did help the Civ in the long run, but you could have prepared a lot more of our King Addis. <laughs> Like, what any good monarchy would do. Yeah. But yeah, um, point is, King Adda yeah, sacrificed himself. Right there. <laughs> good monarchy. You know what I mean. Uh, I know what you mean, but it is an oxymoron. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there Decent were a monarchy. couple of kings and other leaders that rose in Addis's place, but they weren't as charismatic as him. It's like uh, King Alexander. He died, but... Alexander? Alexander, uh, like Alexander the Great. Yeah, or? Alexander the Great. Okay. Thank you. He died, and everything just collapsed around him. Well, you yeah, need that charismatic he, he leader. Yeah. As you can see, monarchies are pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, the Civ went back into barbarism, which lasted for the next century or so. But then, they arrived. Who? Flashback. So, in the wider galaxy, away from, you know, this sector of the galaxy where the Sith live, uh, the Republic is starting to expand, you know, uh, recruiting worlds into its fold, and eventually they reach these awesome people called the Jedi. Democracy! <laughs> the Je At first, the Jedi weren't... Well, okay. They didn't join the Republic immediately. They were kind of like meh, but then they joined because they saw... The, how pure they were in intentions with, you know, being spreading democracy throughout the galaxy and all that. And they weren't exactly in the same role as they were during the prequel era. They weren't exactly enforcers of peace throughout the galaxy. They were just allies of the Republic. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so there was a se separate sect of Jedi that were going into the dark side of the Force. They were basically all like, hey guys, the dark side of the force, this is some cool, awesome shit. We should be using this more. And the, and the main Jedi were like, never do that again. They didn't give a reason? Well, okay, that's that's kind of not fair. They, they weren't exactly saying, no, 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 don't do that ever again. They were just suspicious because these, this separate set of, sect of the Jedi, they were practicing the dark side of the force. They, they were practicing. And they found that they could manipulate life itself. Like they could will into, they could will life forms to die. They could create new life to expand their will throughout the galaxy. And there are rumors that they even had the power to restore dead worlds. Oh, wait, that's dark. That yeah. sounds pretty cool. That sounds pretty light side to me. Oh, your planet was destroyed. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh let's see um fucking dark side of my ass i know right? but no the but jedi are nothing but deontologists i fucking swear <laughs> but no the other jedi kind of looked on them with suspicion because uh with this you know with 
practicing the dark side and being in its power, it's kind of like the real world equivalent to doing drugs. The more you use it, the more addicted you become and just, you know, lash out to others. That's kind of what the dark side is. It's the corrupted part of the living force, not an actual part of the living force. So like... So the more you use it, the more addictive. Yeah, yeah. And like the Jedi, the main Jedi saw this as addictive and like... The more you use, I mean, sure, it could revive people and revive dead worlds, but the more you do it, you start to think that you're more of a god than, you know. Can you rage it, I do this, or no? Eh. Uh, unsure. Unsure? Mm. We don't have enough information on them, do No, no. Um, I don't think Disney cared to expand <laughs> upon that. But yeah, um, this sect of the Jedi were trying... You know, they were outnumbered by the main Jedi and they are trying to convince, hey, they're trying to say, this is some great shit. We should be using this stuff for good. And the other Jedi were still being suspicious of them. And they're like, okay, whatever. Um, so they went off and did their own thing. And this is a slow process. It didn't happen immediately. It was a slow process of disagreements and, you know, just... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, just... Letting them do their thing. Just tolerating them. But slowly it became disagreements. And then disagreements led to arguments. And then arguments led to murder. Well. <laughs> I know, that escalated as, fairly as, quickly. As anything does. <laughs> as anything does. You know, there were disagreements. And the Dark Joe are like, well, fuck you guys. And it started an event called the Hundred Year Darkness. Ooh. I know. <laughs> it was basically a civil war between the main Jedi and the dark Jedi. So edge. <laughs> so much edge. So a dark Jedi is not a Sith, right? No. I know they seem similar because they both practice the dark side, but that's basically the extent. It, wait, so Sith is a species. Dark Jedi is just a... a Jedi that uses the dark side, side, yeah. So why is it that... Why is it in the new movies, not the new movies, but the mo in the movies, they call it Sith rather than Dark Jedi? Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, don't worry, this is all leading up to points. Like, um, Dooku could qualify as a Dark Jedi. Yeah, yeah technically. If you think about it. Yeah. It's a Sith, but it's like, but you're not the Sith race, you're just a Dark Jedi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, uh, you can see the, you can like, kind of see from the perspective of the Dark Jedi, like, we should be using this for good, but it's, they don't realize that it's slowly corrupting them and making them want more power, you know? Mm -hmm. And so a hundred year darkness began, and as the name implies, it's it lasted for a hundred years. Wait, Wait, no shit. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Why didn't, so the Dark Jedi wanted to use their abilities to do whatever they wanted with, and yeah. the other Jedi wanted to do, you know, their abilities to, get, to do whatever they want with. Yeah. But... Like, the Jedi said, don't do that. And the Dark Jedi were like, fuck you, we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> fuck so you, they Dad. Split up. So yeah. They split up. They split up. But, so, uh, so, so why was there a war? If they split up and the Dark Jedi were just doing their own business, I don't why know. the Jedi even interfering? <laughs> it doesn't go into details of the smaller details of how the war began, but it was essentially like, okay, coexistence, whatever. And then the Dark Jedi tried to convert those Jedi to their side. And oh, the Jedi okay. were like, well, fuck that shit. It was conversion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
And like, uh, of course, the Dark Jedi are outnumbered by the main Jedi. So they had to use other unconventional means to even the playing field against their main Jedi friends. Um, so they went into ancient rituals where they basically made a bunch of dark side abominations such as the living dead. Yes, you could do that. Kind of like anime dead from <laughs> from D&D. Yes. They also made other uh, monsters called howlers, pit whores, shamblers, and more predominantly the leviathans, which are these gigantic fucking bees that can eat souls and so, get power so by it. I was going to say, it just sounds like exactly like what a necromancer would do. They're a bunch of necromancers, yeah. <laughs> um, and like, even with an army, they were still overwhelmed by the main Jedi because they also had the Republic for help. Um, so they beat them back. And then eventually this war culminated into a final duel on this planet, I think, called Corbos, where uh, they had a final duel and... There were like five, five dark Jedi left after this conflict, and they surrendered. And the Jedi were trying to figure out, well, what should we do with them? I mean, they practiced in the dark side, uh, they did some evil shit, and the Republic kind of, they kind of fucked up a couple of Republic worlds, killing a bunch of their citizens, converting them into their soldiers with the dark side. Wait, question. Yeah. So, the, the Sith, like, not pure blood Sith, but the Sith, the original, yeah. are so strong that, like, um, we, we went over how strong Starkiller is. Yeah. We went over how strong Yoda is. Yeah. Now this is this this Sith is, is the first. Is the first. <laughs> How strong are they? If if, if Starkiller can move a fucking you know Star Destroyer and dip it, how strong are these Sith? Well, what can they do? Uh, well, they have a bunch of dark side ritual bullshit. So like uh, you know they, I don't know the extent of how powerful the Sith are, but they they came up with these force techniques like. Uh, you remember in the previous episode I talked about a uh, starship which has these crystals which allow Sith to supernova stars and whatever? Yes. There's actually a force ability called Supernova. It allows you to literally reach out for the force and take out the core of a star, causing it to explode. How did the species lose? <laughs> well, you know, they are fighting each other. I know. It just seems kind of like... Having great immense power, but it's in the mind of a monkey. Yeah, and they just beat the shit out of each other. It's kind of like the orcs from Forty K. I get the feeling it's like it's like I have the power of the suns in my hand, but I'm a mental fucking. <laughs> exactly. That that's like the down aspect of the dark side. It gives, but it also takes. It's like give a caveman a, a, a caveman. The technology we have today, and say, "Who's that?" Just, no, no, no. I, I give him a fucking, no, I give him a can opener. And he thinks he's God. It's like I give him like I give him like a fucking can. It's like, what do I do with this? You put water in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but no, crisis. But no. Um. So 
the Jedi were trying to figure out what to do with their uh, dark side brothers. And, you know, the Republic wanted to give a public execution because, you know, they killed a bunch of their dudes. Um, but the Jedi... Oh no, we gave, <laughs> we gave like the caveman nuclear launch <laughs> <laughs> But no, the Jedi were all like, okay, you guys did some horrible things, but you're still Jedi, so we're going to give you a choice. We're going to, instead of killing you, we're going to take away your lightsabers and whatever, and we're going to put you on a drone ship and send you into the outer corners of the galaxy and exile you. Wait, is this is this in the era where the lightsabers are still attached to a guy? Yeah, before? yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're just on a bell with a battery. That is so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, go, go go think about what you've done. You're in timeout. Yeah, basically, you're in timeout. Go over there. So they put the five remaining dark Jedi into this ship, hyperspace into God knows where. And you want to guess where they arrived at? The central galaxy. No, they arrived on Korriban. And, you know, they come from the sky, and the Sith are just looking, and like, oh, <laughs> there's some <laughs> visitors coming from the sky, and out, um, so they see these Jedi. So wait, the Jedi, <laughs> the Jedi just put these people in a ship and then sent them off, not even knowing where they were going to be sent? Yeah, it's the unexplored part of the galaxy, they don't know where what's over there. But then, like, they didn't consider the fact... That they could land on a planet that could, that could potentially do something really bad? The, their idea was, okay. They probably didn't foresee it. Yeah, they didn't foresee it. They were thinking. Aren't well, force visions a thing? <laughs> Especially since it's like, people like, what's his fucking name? Uh, the one Dooku's friend? Oh, uh, Cyclo Diaz, yeah. yeah. Especially since Cyclo Diaz has fucking stroke seizure. <laughs> no, Cyclo Diaz has like... He'll go into a seizure yeah, when he has like, a vision. Like, Cyclo Diaz has like goddamn spasm attacks of foreseeing the future. You think Jedi, the original Jedi, would be powerful enough and know all the secret mumbo-jumbo techniques to willingly be able to see the future to be like, that's not a good idea. Well... They probably didn't know that was going to happen because, again, that area of the galaxy was covered in the dark side before, so you probably couldn't force vision that shit. Probably. I guess so. It's kind of like, I don't know, putting down a curtain over your house. I don't get it. Why not? Nothing to see here. Yeah. And, like, the Jedi were Wait, being... Wait, you're going to send them off into distant space and have them travel through distant space for all eternity and eventually die, why not just kill them on the spot? They were being compassionate because they were Jedi once upon a time. Compassionate, my ass. <laughs> okay. Hannah, would you rather be, like, you know, killed on the spot or be put in a ship and then be sent off in the ship to God knows where in the infinite void of space potentially dying with a group of people? I'd rather be killed on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they arrived on Korriban and, you know, the Sith being, you know, Oonga Boonga. <laughs> I mean, at Space Caveman. Boonga. But at first, they kind of warred with the Dark Jedi. But the, Je but the Jedi, you know, they were so powerful in the Force that the Sith were like, oh my god, these guys are so advanced and strong. I'm just thinking, like, where the fuck did these guys come from? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Jedi. Thank you, and, Jedi. And, like, uh, even though the Dark Jedi were kind of more advanced and had better force abilities, they looked upon this primitive race and they saw what kind of power they had at their fingertips. 
And they were all like, we're going to try and make friends with them. And like, eventually they like, the current king of the Sith at the time, were like, oh, these outsiders are pretty interesting. Um, we're going to let them live with us and all that. Which is probably a huge mistake. Yeah. Because the Dark Jedi, even though they were intrigued by the power of the Sith, they wanted that all to themselves. The Dark Jedi? Yeah. So they conspired with the second in command of the king and overthrew him, executed him, and then took their rightful place as the rulers of the Sith. Hmm. And that's. Even they're not even Sith. No. Um, and that's where the true Dark Lord of the Siths came into being. So they were technically the first Dark Lords of the Sith? Yes. Okay. The Dark Jedi just, boop, <laughs> took their place on top of the pyramid of the Sith. <laughs> Why do I get the feeling this is like, imagine going to a country where like everyone is like, I don't know, of a specific, let's just say like Thai or something is on Thai and just being like. Like, just having a group of Thai people, and then just some white guy just kicks this guy off his throat. like, I am Thai. It's like, what? No, you're not. <laughs> but no. Um, so, they actually did a pretty damn good job. They united all the Sith under one banner, just like King Addis did before mm-hmm. them. And they're all human, all these dark Jedi. They're all human. So, they decided to interbred with the Sith, becoming... And their offspring became the first, quote-unquote, pure bloods of the Sith. That's, that's kind of an oxymoron because they're not pure bloods Sith. Yeah. And you can see in, like, uh... The this was ancient, ancient, ancient times. Sith. <laughs> but no, they believe that the union between this dark side race and Jedi that also practice in the dark side, and they're all humans, by the way, they merge together to become this perfect being because both of them can do the oh, dark this, side. This probably the Sith already practice dark side arts, and like because they are already force sensitive. Keep in mind, they're primitive. And they probably didn't know. Yeah, they're primitive, and in their perspective, the dark Jedi were like gods or something like that. It's kind of like uh, it's like their, if their offspring became demigods or something. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So anyway. Um, so they united all the Sith. They interbred with them. You want to know what the original Dark Jedi did with this power? Probably just threw it the fuck away. They fought amongst each other. Because uh, <laughs> the Sith have, like, blood orgies with each other. Yeah. They, they, const- they have, like, fucking murder orgies. They constantly kill each other. They stab each other. They they want power, so they constantly, like, you know, do all horrible yeah. shit. You would think... That irrational people, like, they've been exiled by the Jedi at large because of their tomfoolery with the dark side. You would think, oh, we got all these Sith and we could make advanced technology now. We should take our revenge against the Sith. Nope, they just fought amongst each other. Fucking idiots. Okay, that's kind of unfair because one of the dark Jedi kind of want to take their revenge upon the dark, not dark, the Jedi Order. But the, the rest of the Dark Jedi are like, no, 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 that's kind of unwise. We need to build up our power first before we attack the Jedi Order. And that guy went off and did it. They're just, it's like a being God that he was, they're just stabbing each other and killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty gay. But no, he went off with his own contingent of Sith to try and uh, take their revenge against the Jedi. But he failed. And the rest of the Dark Jedi were like, okay, fuck this. We're going to we're gonna uh, practice in the arts of the dark side and fight, fight amongst each other or whatever. 
Because why not? <laughs> <laughs> it just, eh, fuck it, we'll keep it to infighting. They made, like, a lot of new and innovative dark side abilities in the process. This, okay. So, this kind of led into the golden age of the Sith. Like, they got new insights of the dark side because of the dark Jedi. And combined with the dark rituals of the Sith. And, you know, the molding of the purebloods. Yep. Um, so they created what's called the Golden Era of the Sith. And in this era, they made advanced technology, they made starships, and they made lasers and whatever. They expanded to other planets in their sector of the galaxy. I think near the end of the Golden Age of the Sith, they have like 120 worlds under their thumb. Shit. Yeah, they are, they are space-faring. I mean, they still use sticks and whatever, but that's only because they have alchemically <laughs> created sticks. That it's, could, it's, it's, it's a super stick. It's a super <laughs> stick. <laughs> You know, they looked at a stick, and you know that claw machine with the press and the clamps? Mm-hmm. Like the toy? Yeah. They made that. And that's, <laughs> how they, and that's how they did it. They and looked at a stick, and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> but no, and uh, with his expansionism, uh, Korriban kind of became a tomb world of a Sith. It no longer became their tomb world, a uh, home world, sorry. It became less of a home world and more of a place where they put their dead. That's why you know Korriban as like, uh, like the Valley of the Dark Lords. That's where all the Sith go to die. Or they put them in like tombs. Kind of like Let's, well, with the pyramids To them that would shit. be a symbol of honor. Yeah, a high symbol of honor. They are very Egyptian in that aesthetic. Um, so, you know, they keep on expanding their own section of the galaxy. And the Republic are also expanding their own section of the galaxy. And they're both unaware of each other. And, uh, you know, they're just doing their own thing. And this went on for the next 1900 years. And they didn't meet in the middle? No. Okay. But, right around this period, um... Okay, so there's this individual called Marco Ragnos. He's this legendary figure throughout the Sith lore. Like, uh... Okay, so he's a direct descendant of one of the Dark Jedi, one of the pure, first purebloods in existence. And he was the one that led the golden era of the Sith, where they conquered all these planets and shit. And... He saw his empire expand for the next century or so. But... As with most things, he died by natural causes. So, the Sith... Okay. Just going through my notes real quickly. This is really hard. Um, so, on the day of his death, as according to Sith tradition, they went to Korriban to do his procession and all that. There are like 20 Sith lords, you know, doing this ritual. They put him in the tomb and like... You're just thinking of like a, a Sith woman in a fucking widower's dress. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Sith funeral. Yeah. They're all wearing tuxedos. Boo-hoo. <laughs> 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 but no, they like have robes and shit and whatever, whatever. Um, and like at the end of it, there's this... Indiv- so leading the procession is this guy named Ludo Kresh. And you'll be hearing a fuck ton of him later. Um, so Ludo Kresh, he's... Leading the procession of the funeral of Marco Ragnos and like putting him, he's delivering his eulogy, he's putting him into the ground in the tomb. 
and trapping a bunch of his slaves with their master because they don't give a shit about Jesus. slaves. <laughs> well, they did the same thing in ancient Egypt. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So they didn't give a shit. Um, so he gave gave his eulogy. And like among the 20 Sith Lords that also attended, there's this guy named, uh, where is he? Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, whatever. So there's this, oh, there he is. Lord Simus. He's his, He's one of uh, Marco Ragnos' rival that he fought in a duel once and decapitated him. He's like being carried around in like a jar. <laughs> what? So they decapitated the guy and put his head in a jar. He's still alive. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah. You, it's you, like the spy that Medic keeps in his no, Yeah, yeah. Like the Futurama thing. Yeah. yeah, kind of, of, he's, yeah it's like the Futurama shit. He's just being the... Held by a servant in a jar. That is so stupid. <laughs> that is so that is funny. funny shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a. Uh, I mean, considering what we know about the Sith, it's actually very respectful. Yeah. yeah this is like doing a fucking jar. <laughs> but no, He's like a fucking goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the Ludo crashes leading the eulogy, like talking about Marco Ragnos and what he was to the Sith. And then there was this party crasher. Um, his name is Naga Sadao. He's another Sith Lord. And you're going to also be hearing a fuck ton of him. Um, fucking Sith Lord. Yep. Yeah, his last name is literally Shadow, but you take out the age. <laughs> Actually, let me show you uh, pictures of him, of Naga Sadao. So Naga Sadao, he's also a pureblood. He's a really powerful dark sorcerer of the Sith. That beard. That beard, indeed. He looks like an ancient Egyptian pharaoh. Yeah. That's kind of the aesthetic that the ancient Sith have. They have that ancient... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. His skin is all like, ugh. God, it's like they took like the fucking... You know the foam they put in walls? Yeah. It's like they put, it's like in how it turns yellow. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's his fucking skin. Oh, God. And his fucking lips look dry as fuck. Oh, Lord. Oh. Oh, God. He has like a furnace chest. Good Lord. His fucking, it looks like his. And he's got spikes. It looks like his eyes, every every time he wakes up, he gets like eye crust. The yeah. Size of his, and oh, this God. guy uh, right after him is Ludo Crash. <laughs> Why do all these people look so <laughs> Pure bloods. <laughs> Nasty. Big ass Egyptian aesthetic. Dude. Yeah, exactly. He's gross as fuck. <laughs> Jesus. His chin looks like a dick. <laughs> but no, looks aside. Um, so. Oh, God. <laughs> so okay so oh Naga Sadao he comes barging in kind of like uh, what's that movie Party Crashers Wedding Crashers I don't know okay so he comes right in uh, near the end of the ceremony and you know kind of in a very rebellious act um, he's all like I now claim the title of Dark Lord of the Sith for myself. Because, you know, Margo Ragnos is now dead. They need somebody to fill the void. And Ludo Kresh wasn't about that. 
And he's like, no, I lay claim to the Dark Lord of a Sith title. And like, it's Naga- a dick fighting competition. It's a dick fighting. <laughs> um, but no, um, Naga Sadao, he, he wanted to take the title because he's your archetypical Sith Lord. You know, he's power hungry. He, he just wants the power. He, yep. he believes that the Sith Empire has become way too stagnant in its current position. Like, they have 120 worlds, but they haven't expanded beyond the void. And, like, he believes that it's the Sith's <laughs> right to expand into the stars and rule the galaxy. I mean, do, not, do all of them not believe that? Do all of them not believe that, though? A lot of them are pretty content with the world that they currently have right now. But, like, they're... I can see why. But there's still, like, a violent group of people that wish... I mean, they're less violent than they were in the past right now. I mean... They're trying to take rehabilitation. I mean, they have space... They are space-faring. They're a lot more civil than they were a hundred or so years ago. They learned how to be civilized. (laughs) It's like Kenobi. So uncivilized. (laughs) You see... I know you're going to put in that This time will kill you, but we won't take over your yeah. And like uh, Naga Sadao is your... He, he's pretty woke for a Sith. Pretty woke. Oh, pre- as the kids no. would say, pretty woke. No. <laughs> oh, like, he believes in uh, conquering the galaxy. Like, he, he knows about the Galactic Republic and he believes that he and the Sith Empire, he should lead the Sith Empire into a new golden age and conquer their ancient enemies, the Jedi Order. That's not, that's not really woke. That's more... That's, that's pretty... That's, that's pretty sleep. I mean, <laughs> in comparison to their current ideologies right now, that's pretty woke. <laughs> I think 120 planets is sufficed. Anyway, um, and Ludo Kresh, he's more of a traditionalist. He doesn't believe in expanding. He's He's pretty content with the 120 worlds the Sith Empire has at their disposal. And he's not all down with, you know, poking the beehive, which is the Republic. Yeah, he's not gonna, he doesn't wanna poke the bear. Like, we're fine here. Yeah. Not. Naga Sadal is just like, we gotta go to war, and Ludacrush is like, no, we should just do that. Why would you do that? You have 120 planets. Yeah. So, in classic Sith fashion, they engage in a duel. But instead of lightsabers, it's with their alchemically powered swords. It's pretty cool. Um, so they go, they go hard. Both of them are evenly matched, and it, it's more. It's not clear of who would have won in that duel, but that's pretty, pretty close. And it's pretty clear that only one of them is going to emerge out of there alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so before any of them, they're all bloodied and shit. And they're about to re-engage in their climactic duel. And then the unexpected happened. The Force Spirit of Marco Ragnos comes back. First Force Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a Sith Lord. Um, so Marco Ragnos' spirit comes. And before Naga Sadao, Ludo Kresh, and all the other attendees that are, were there for the funeral and now for the duel. Um, and he imparts... Oh, he talks about... He recounts the history of the Sith and how they have expanded into 120 worlds and recounting the lore of a Sith. And he cautions both Ludo Kresh and Naga Sadao to be very careful of their actions because what they determine right now could lead to unimaginable glory or have the Sith Empire fall and crumble into dust. 
and then it departs. Ominous. Very, very ominous. <clears throat> you know, he couldn't have just fucking said it. He couldn't have just been like, yo, um, yeah, don't do that. Or, yeah, do that. He couldn't have done that. It probably wouldn't have mattered anyway, because, uh, you know, Ludo Kresh, Nagasada, and the rest were kneeling because, oh my god, Ludo Kresh is coming back and all that. Um, they kneel to him, and as soon as Margaret Ragnall's like, fuck this shit, I'm out, um, Nagasadao was preparing to strike down Ludo Kresh because oh, he was all like, I don't give a shit. Ludo Kresh was like, dude, you heard what he said. We should we should think of our actions carefully. And Lock Nagasadao's like, fuck that shit. Fuck you guys. The ghost just didn't say, okay, either do this or do that. I'm, I'm going to be very vague. But why? <laughs> why though? It's like, oh my god, it's like every time I fucking ask you whether you want like vanilla or, or like chocolate ice cream, you're like, yes. <laughs> it's not, that's not a straightforward fucking answer. <laughs> and just as that moment, as of the force was handing the Sith a choice, a Republic exploration vessel came into hyperspace. Oh fuck. And arrived on Korriban. And of course, the Sith immediately captured it. And, you know, uh, Nagasadao, Ludo Kresh, went to uh, the Council of the Sith, because that's the current power base until they get a new Dark Lord of the Sith. And they were debating what they should do with these new explorers. Because, uh, to give you context, it's the galaxy is still an unexplored place, so the Republic, like, sent... They, like, send out parties to explore space find hyperspace lanes, you know, to establish trade routes and discover new worlds. This is like the first time the Republic uh, individual of any kind has ever stepped foot on Korriban. And the Sith were kind of debating, what should we do? And Ludo Kresh is like, these are spies sent by the Galactic Republic. We should kill them. Which is not the case because the Republic didn't know about them in the first place. And Naga Sadal saw opportunity in these travelers. Like, he could use them to get inside the Republic, learn their, their planets, where they are, their strategic plans, and all that stuff. And Nagasada was like, we should spare these people and uh, use them to conquer the Republic. Um, and a lot of the Sith Council are kind of split on which side they should choose. Makes sense. But a majority sided with Ludo Kresh. Which makes sense, you know. Um... But Naga Sadao, being the rebellious Sith Lord that he is, wasn't going to fall their witches. So he and his forces secretly rescued the two travelers from uh, Sith custody. And like, when he was rescuing these people, he was trying not to make it obvious that it was him that did it. So he like had his Sith soldiers pick up Republic weapons that they found from the... Uh, captured craft and whatever to make it look like a Republic strike team rescued them. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, Ludo Kresh was kind of not happy about this because that means the Republic knows where they are and are probably planning a retribution or whatever. And Nagasadao just swooped right in and he's like, guys, I got a, I got a good idea. We should mobilize and, uh, retaliate against the Republic. And of course, all the Sith Council members were like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And they appointed Naga Sadao as the Dark Lord of a Sith. <laughs> he basically just moved in and said, fuck you, I stole your plan. Yeah. All of them, 
Except for Ludo Kresh, who kind of suspected that Nagasa Dao was in on it. So he was all like, well, fuck you. I'm, I'm going to withdraw all my supporters, military force and whatever, and uh, stay out of this fucking insane crusade that you've planned against the Republic. So he withdraws. And Nagasa Dao is kind of mobilizing his forces. And he knew that Ludo Kresh... Is pretty much his only rival in his true rise to power of the Dark Lord of a Sith. And, okay. So Ludo Kresh has custody of the Republic ship that they captured. So he had his, he had his forces covertly capture the ship. And then one of them like left a sacred seal of Nagas Dao to be purposefully being seen by Ludo Kresh's troops. And that was kind of a way to lure Ludo Kresh and have him, you know, be out of the picture. So Ludo Kresh found this seal and he's like, that motherfucker, I'm gonna motherfucking kill his ass. And like Ludo Kresh and his flagship went out to Nagasadao's monastery. But Nagasadao being the big brain motherfucker that he was, he was ready. And he destroyed that entire flagship with Ludo Kresh on it. Rival's gone. Okay. Yeah. Now he has nobody to oppose him in his crusade against the Republic. Yeah, I feel as though the history of the Sith can just be summed up as, like, and then shit got worse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then shit got worse. Uh, and if he I, told you that things couldn't get any, if, if he told everyone that things could get worse, they wouldn't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so with all rivals out of the picture, uh, Naga Sadao mobilized his forces at the edge of Sith space to begin his great crusade against the Republic. Now, it's kind of a suicidal idea to begin with, because I want to remind you guys, even if it, in its early days, the Republic is gigantic. Yeah. Like, uh, and they're probably more technologically advanced. Yeah, like uh, the Sith have like 120 worlds, big whoopie doo. The Republic has at least a thousand worlds. Fuck. So yeah, they're outnumbered a million to one, basically. Like the Sith Empire is like a drip in a massive ocean. They're still powerful. <laughs> yeah, they're so powerful, but they could easily get fucked. Yeah. Um, so, obviously being against... Okay, I'm actually going to show you a galaxy map just to show you how big the Republic is. There we go. The Crusade against the Republic. I don't know why, that just sounds kind of weird. Yeah. But no, yeah, it's it's small in comparison to the majority of the Republic. Is that the green? Uh, God damn it. No, the green is the HUD... The hot cartel. Every time I open the fucking messenger, I have to see these two ugly fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this fucking weird like wall wall foam drip head guy and this fucking dick chip. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, it's it's the yellow. It's, yeah, it is minuscule in comparison. Yeah, and like you can't just do a one-on-one -on -one fight with the entirety of a republic, okay. like. Unlike in the prequels where they had like the clones because they had like judiciate, yeah, small planetary forces. The Republic has a legitimate military force. They have ships. They have troops. They also have the Jedi at their beck and call. Yeah, the Republic is 
Smart. Do you know what this should have, though? Family. <laughs> <laughs> you bring that fucking meme again. I mean, they interbred a lot, so you're not wrong there. <laughs> Sweet old Alabama. <laughs> Sweet old Alabama. Um, but no, uh, so Nagus Sadao had to be smart about this. And, you know, he... He recruited one of the Republic explorers to his side because turns out one of the Re- explorers was force sensitive, and he was like, "Ooh, I could use this guy as uh, my new apprentice." So he recruited him to his side, and you know he gave him information about the current galaxy and where the Republic strongholds are, and like one of the other oh, yes backstab. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, there are like two explorers. They're like twins. Uh, I forget their name, but they're called the Dragoon Twins. But one of them escaped, mostly because Nagasadao let her escape, because they put a tracking beacon on her ship. And they let her go, and she arrives on this world, and she was like, Hey, everybody, shit's fucked! There's a bunch of red-skinned people called the Sith, they're out in the unknown regions of space, and they're gonna fuck us up! What do you think the Republic responded to this? Eh, they don't care. Same. Yeah, the Republic didn't take her seriously because, number one, she was uh, not that very reliable. It's like the equivalent of that one story where the boy cries wolf. Mm. Uh, the, the, the Republic is similar to our imagination. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a lot of Republic worlds weren't prepared for the Sith. They were just like, eh. eh. And like, Naga Sadal had her her ship mapped out in the galaxy because, you know, tracking beacon, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where Naga Sadal committed his crusade against the Galactic Republic. And, Smart. Yeah. And this is what's called the Great Hyperspace War. So... So they first utilized hyperspace. Yeah. So they utilized hyperspace and they picked out specific Republic worlds that are very strategic and important to them, like Coruscant. Uh, there's most of these I'm not going to attempt to pronounce. They have Coruscant, you know, the main capital of the Republic. There's the foresty uh, shipyards where a lot of Republic ships get made, and uh, Metallos, Basilisk, and <laughs> Shockin. Don't you remember from our previous episode about a shocking device that could destroy all of the galaxy? Oh. <laughs> nice little cameo from them. Mm. So they went to these Republic core worlds, and like the Galactic Republic had advanced technology, but I want you to imagine you're a dude. You look up, and you see a shit ton of starships just blot out the sky. You would think that you're gonna die. Yeah, they're like, holy fucking shit! And they were like trying to scramble to fight back or running away because there's like a shit ton of ships coming out from the sky. Meh, two stars. Let me actually show, send you guys a picture of uh, the Battle of Coruscant. Yeah, I swear, if it's like another picture of a fucking ugly ass cis dude, I'm gonna shit myself. Just look, Kit, so you can get some context. Oh, yeah. If any normal person saw that, they'd be like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Two stars. (laughs) (laughs) 
What's this asshole with his fucking... Oh, were all their lightsabers blue back then? Um, that's one of the Jedi, yeah. So anyway, uh, Naga Sadal had his forces go to these important Republic worlds. And they were doing pretty well. They were overwhelming all these Republic worlds with their sheer might. I mean, they had primitive technology, but there's like a shit ton of them, so it doesn't really matter. And they're being overwhelmed. And, uh, let's see. Um, so as I mentioned before, the twins, one of the twins attempted to warn the Republic. Um, a lot of the Republic didn't take her seriously, except for one. It's this individual called Empress Teta. She's the monarchy of his world. I can't remember the Empress name of it. Empress what? Empress Tita. T-E-T-A. Empress Tatas. Tatas. <laughs> hey, at least she's not named Big Booba. Is that actually a name? No, she no, has? no, no. <laughs> Does she have Big Tatas? <laughs> Oh, I could send a picture later for you to find out. But Wait, what, what, oh what species? Is She's it? human. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to be asking for, like, hut titties for a second. Yeah. Hut titties. <laughs> yeah, all six of them hut titties. <laughs> but no, Empress Teta is actually... She's a queen, but she's also a warrior at heart, so she's actually pretty badass. Um, she's one of the few people that was able to properly counterattack against the Sith, you know, put up a good fight. She hot? Mm. I mean, she's fairly hot. She, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at a picture. T-E-T-A. Um, tits. Tits. Um, but no, she's one of the few people that fought back against the Sith. But even then, the Republic was getting smacked hard by the Sith. They were just being outnumbered and being overwhelmed by their... They have, like, war beasts and shit. So they're just being trampled underfoot by these war beasts. And, uh... Things are going pretty well. But the turning point. I want you guys to guess what happened. I have no clue. You remember that, uh... One Republic explorer that Nagasadel recruited? Yeah. Oh, did he betray him? He was not down with... The Sith conquering his home planet? What does she look like? What? What the hell is that armor? <laughs> what the fuck? That looks so weird. Ancient days of a Republic, I know. God, that looks so weird. <laughs> um, anyway. So the guy was not down with invading his home planet. He wasn't down with the sickness. Yeah. <laughs> he so, wasn't okay with doing that to his home and his people and everything. So he went back to uh, Naga Sadao's main fleet, which is still chilling out at the edge of Sith space. And he went to Naga Sadao's meditation sphere. It's basically this, uh, I'll send you a picture, but it's basically a giant eyeball with wings. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, it's, wait, is that the... That looks like a TIE fighter. Kind of. A more primitive-looking TIE fighter, but that's his meditation sphere. And his... So his apprentice betrayed him because he was not down with the Republic uh, being invaded. Oh, fuck. Don't worry about it. Um, So he was all like, fuck you, Nagasadao, and open-fired on his meditation sphere. It didn't kill Nagasadao, but it broke his concentration. Any of you guys want to know what happened? Something blew up. No. 
He got really mad. No. Well, it was just, yeah, he got really <laughs> mad because what the fuck, dude? He got really, really mad. <laughs> okay. So he was in his meditation sphere. He and was he got really, really, really mad. <laughs> <laughs> he was in his meditation sphere, which okay. I'm weren't you guys noticing, despite them being outnumbered a million to one, how the Sith were able to overwhelm these Republic worlds? Is he putting himself into other bodies like no. what Vitiate does? No. You're not wrong, though, but no. I don't know. He was casting a mass illusion to make the Sith armies look larger than they actually are. Oh, shit. That's cool. Yeah. And the Jedi couldn't see through it? No. He was in deep meditation, dude. He... Okay, his apprentice he entirely was, he fucked was everything. the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, like, the Republic, the moment they he saw was, all those illusions go away, they're like, holy fuck. Yeah, rebellion! <laughs> he was, he was balls deep in that dark side. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Naga Sadao got fucked up. I just hear, you fool, what have you, you done? You fool, what have you done? And, like, the you galaxy-wide illusions went away and the Republic got collected and went and completely curb-stomped the, the smaller Sith. Wait, how long did this meditation go for? A um, couple of days. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, that's no, not taking a minute. It would have been funny to come like, <laughs> like, like, seven minutes. But no, it, it lasted for a pretty good while. I mean, he probably couldn't have indefinitely ca- casted illusions, but still pretty goddamn I mean, impressive. Who knows, man? He was he was fucking that dark side pretty good. <laughs> but no, um, once the once the uh, Republic realized that it was all an illusion, they just curb stomped the rest of the Civ armies, and they had to you know give a fuck out of dodge, and like they went back to the edge of. Uh, of a Sith Empire space where Nagasadao is, he killed the guy who who he made his apprentice, and he realized that the Republic is converging on his position. So he decided to supernova that local star. Kill himself? No, to uh, as a distraction to get away from the Republic. <laughs> like, well, goodbye. <laughs> <That> <laughs> he was like, he call a fucking distraction. <laughs> I mean, you know, he had a shit ton of ships that were heavily damaged because ancient Sith ships didn't have shield generators. Wait. So wait, he's not the only Sith that can blow up a star, right? Yeah. I would have just threatened to blow up like 17 stars if the Republic didn't comply. True. Well, <laughs> so he got the fuck out of Dodge and uh, he and his wounded fleet went back to Korriban and there waiting for him was another fleet. Led by Ludo Krish. Motherfucker. Yeah, he faked his death and he's like, ha! <laughs> I take your place, Naga Sadal. Fuck you. It's it's a literal murder. <laughs> exactly. And like Naga Sadal, of course, fucking pissed off, also fought with Ludo Krish and his army. And he had one of his ships suicide bomb Ludo Krish's flagship, this time killing Ludo Krish, that motherfucker. So did they both die? No. Ludo Kresh died. Naga Sadao is still alive. Um, in the one, Naga Sadao still won. <laughs> yeah, and like, <laughs> the God, Ludo... Ludo Kresh, <laughs> the forces of Ludo Kresh leaderless, pledged themselves to Naga Sadao. It's like, what and the fuck? We're so Naga Sadao... So like, Naga Sadao is just sitting there like, oh, motherfucker, I, 
I had a crusade against the Republic. I almost got their ass. Now my apprentice has betrayed me, and now I have to lick my wounds, go back home. My rival is still alive, tried to kill me, I killed him. <sighs> Could this day get any worse? He's gonna try. <laughs> His well, wife leaves him. Yeah. <laughs> he and takes the kid! <laughs> oh, if, if it didn't get worse, it's just about to get worse. And just in, and if you said it could get worse, no one would believe you. Mm -hmm. Remember when uh, the Republic were hot on his trail and he supernova at that star to distract them? Yep. The Republic were still after him, and they arrived on Korriban in mass. And, you know, he was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> he has his already battered fleet, which barely survived against the Republic once his mass illusion was fucked up. And now they got more fucked up by Ludocresh's fleet. And now the Republic are about to arrive at Korriban. He led them right to their doorstep. And... Pull Hitler. <laughs> Pull Hitler. Suicide! Uh, I'll give you three choices. One, he made a daring last stand against the Republic. Two, he retreated in the middle of space. Or three... He supernovaed another star and annihilated the Republic fleet. He probably supernovaed it. I'm picking number two. The retreating? Yes. Okay. So Naga Sadal, uh, <laughs> so one of his advisors went to him and he's like, I hope you have one daring plan, Naga Sadal. And, <laughs> and Naga Sadal's like, yes, I do have one last plan. It's called the Ancient Sadal Family Technique. And what is that? Running away. <gasps> Run away! <laughs> that was right. <laughs> I had to use that JoJo reference. Running away. Run away! <laughs> what a bitch! So what he. Is he to die? <laughs> so he took his. Wounded flagship called the Corsair and got the fuck out of Dodge. Holy fuck. <laughs> the Republic fleet were like, get his fucking ass, and they went after him. And he went to several star systems and supernova those to get them off of their trail. Nope, 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 nope. stars like they're smoke bombs. <laughs> and eventually the Republic were like, fuck this shit. If this guy is willing to blow up his own stars in his home system, then he will probably get killed by his own followers within, like, the day. Who will, like, 17 stars? <laughs> <laughs> so, with the Republic off of his trail, Naga Sadal went into this uncharted system, away from Republic space, away from this, Sith space. This guy loves blowing up, sa uh, blowing up stars more than Anakin loves sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got it. Um, just had to adjust the mic over there. Um, so he went into his uncharted system. You want to know what that system is? I have no fucking clue. Okay. The Eternal Empire system? No. Nothing related he to... He went to Tatooine. No. Everything goes to Tatooine. The next best thing. Um, so he went to the Yavin system. It wasn't known as the Yavin system at the time. And he went to Yavin 4, and he decided... <sighs> 
Okay. Why specifically uh, Yavin? I have failed in my campaign against Republic. I've led basically my people to ruin. I'm just going to live out the rest of my days in exile on this barren fucking wasteland with the rest of my followers. (laughs) And that's where he lived out the rest of his days in disgrace. You know... I would have. I would have just, just changed the way I look with Sith magic and just become something else. <laughs> um, and then I became a tap dancer. And his followers made pyramids and shit in his honor, and you know, as living settlements. My God, um, this guy's the Napoleon Bonaparte of Star Wars. <laughs> and uh, those, you remember those the rebel base on Yavin Four? Yep. They were housing in the very Sith temples that uh, Naga Sadal created. His ghost is watching, like, what the fuck are you doing over here? So, yeah, um, Naga Sadao fucked up hard. Well, no shit. Fucked up really badly. Uh, you guys want to guess what happens to a Korriban? It, I don't know. Dies? So, the Republic and the Jedi, they see at this entire race that's consumed with the entirety of the dark side and committed genocide on them. Wow. Jedi committing genocide—that's new. Yeah. <laughs> and okay, with the exception of a couple of survivors, um, basically all the Sith are extinct, and Korriban is just a barren fucking wasteland. Okay. Wow. So that's kind of a starting history of a Sith. Pretty rocky. Pretty rough. And then if you said it got worse, no one would believe you. <laughs> but yeah, um, you kind of feel bad for them, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, I mean, they are a barbaric race in all fairness, but they, but they got fucked up hard. They yeah, they got to fucked. Be genocided. They got fucked. Yeah, they got so fucked the really hard. Everyone, including the women, the children, everyone. Basically. Wow. Wow! <laughs> war crimes, more war crimes. I mean, it's not exactly a war crime when you're on the winning side. I mean, that's true. <laughs> hey, man, it's not genocide. Exactly. It's, it's called cleansing. It's called cleansing. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I was doing research for this episode, and then I remembered, holy shit, there is a lot more to unpack here. You know, I um, have movies of this shit. <laughs> it sounds like that could be like an animated TV special or something. Yeah, it, this would make... There's like a comic book series, but this would make a legit good TV show. The rising of the Sith, plummeting back to near rock bottom, being entirely extinct. And then they rise up again, then they get extinct again, then they rise up again. But the Sith are like the cockroaches of Star Wars. Yeah. No matter how many times you stomp them, they always come back. I get the feeling. So like usually it's like usually it's just an uphill battle. With the Sith, it's like a literal fucking wave. Yeah, it's a wave. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um I I don't think I could do the entirety of a Sith history justice in one episode because there is oh, a yeah. lot to unpack. And that's um, just barely, that's not even the old Republic. Can't you just yeah. summarize it with, and then they betrayed each other. And then <laughs> they murdered each other. And then they fell. Rinse, uh, repeat. And then true. they fought each other. Then they betrayed each other. Then they fell. <laughs> but, but there is, 
it's so interesting. Like, you know, the Sith are extincted. Um, so extincted. 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 <laughs> oh, more than me being hugged by my mom. I swear to God. <laughs> oh my God. What? That's, what? Fuck. <laughs> but no, um, so there's like this other story with this, uh, Jedi douchebag named Exar Kun who eventually turns to the dark side, leads his war against the Republic, almost conquers them, then he gets betrayed, so on and so forth. But uh, I'll probably see that for another episode because it's pretty interesting. It's just like, war campaign! Shit, that failed! Yeah. <laughs> they are this close to victory, and then, whoop! And then they die. The yeah. end. <laughs> But no. And if, and if you said it got worse, they wouldn't believe you. But of course, <laughs> the Sith are extinct. But today we know them as these cloak wielding, red lightsaber wielding, dark edge lords. Yep. Like, uh, from this point onwards, there are like several Sith factions. The original Sith Empire is no longer existing. We got, uh, Darth Vitiate and his Sith Empire. We got, uh,. Exar Kun and his Sith Empire. We'll talk about Exar Kun at some other point. Um, we also have Darth Khan and his Brotherhood of Darkness, as you recall from Darth Bane. Mm-hmm. Then we also got good old Papa Palpatine and his Galactic Empire. Then we got uh, Darth Crate and the One Sith. The One Sith are pretty interesting. Uh, so you know that idea of Rule of Two, the Master holds a power and the apprentice craves that power. Yep. So on and so forth. The one Sith believe in the idea that only the master can rule us all and we're instruments of his will. Kind of like the Jedi, but more extreme. Yeah, I can see that. But we'll talk about all of that in their own Sith. individual episodes. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so, my god, if you actually... It re- works! If you rearrange the letters, Sith spells shit. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, what do you guys think of a Sith? History of a Sith? It's just murder words, you. I like it. Yeah, it's really, really tragic. Like, uh, they were pretty content with where they are. Uh, like, in a different... It makes you wonder... What would have happened if Naga Sadao didn't leave his attack against the Republic? What would happen if the illusions never turned off? That is also true. It would just be a Sith world and we're just living It was because of his apprentice that everything got fucked. Yeah. There's a pretty good chance that Naga Sadao would have won. But then again, you also have a million other Republic worlds to deal with. He was balls deep in the dark side. (laughs) About to, you know, about to arrive on his, you know, his own, like... His, his, you know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <It's> climax. <laughs> <laughs> it was all like fast and dull. You blue balled him hard, man. Oh, God. <laughs> you guys have any questions about this ep- uh, the topic of this episode? This episode was just. This uh, episode was great. Yeah, yeah. This episode was just Sith dying over and over again. Yeah. It was nothing but Sith killing each other. It was, this more, Sith more like shit. <laughs> we got a I, joke. I, I liked it. I liked yeah. it. No, it's, whenever you said things got worse with them, I'm like, I get fucked. Yeah. I get, <laughs> get fucked. fucked. Yeah, yeah. Every single question you ask, like, how did they even get extincted? Well, now you know. And knowing is half the battle. Knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. It's like, okay, extinct, 
lightly term, lightly used term. Yeah. <laughs> there are a few stragglers. But yeah, a few not, stragglers. They're not the Sith race, they're just dark Jedi. Yeah. I mean, in all fairness, dark Jedi and Sith are kind of intertwined because originally it was the dark Jedi that became the original Sith Lords, yeah. but, you know, the dark Jedi are basically Jedi that don't know anything or know any knowledge on the Sith or whatever. Yep. But the Sith, oh, they know all the secrets of the dark side. So that will be the end of our uh, second episode of Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi podcast? Or in this case, can my apprentice down an entire empire? (laughs) God, he's fucking... (laughs) <laughs> these kids look like absolute fucking ass, man. Sweet Dude. home, Korriban. They're oh my God. so goddamn ugly. Oh my God. I, I like the way they look. Yeah, they, they're, they're pretty so cool. They're so ugly, Hannah. They have like that Aztec slash Egyptian feeling to them. I like the Egyptian aesthetic. Yeah. So. Ugh, God. <laughs> Ugh. No, no, if it makes you feel any better, kid, they're extinct now, so you don't have to worry about another ugly race. <laughs> you know, it was a long time ago. For genocide. What? <laughs> With the Aryan race, I'll make an exception. Oh my God. No, no, no. We're not going, we're not going, no. No, Hitler. No. All right, I'm going to close this out. You guys want to know what the next episode is going to be? Is it Sith History Part 2? I wouldn't be surprised if it was Sith Sith History Part 2. Would you be guys interested in a Part 2? I just want to do, like... I just want to do Star Wars food. (laughs) We will eventually do one on that. Yeah, we'll eventually do that. Star Wars bad merchandise. (laughs) Star Wars the Christmas special. (laughs) I think we should do a Part 2, but just, like touch on like the old republic and then the galactic republic yeah and then the empire i mean that's a long laundry list I right know. there <laughs> can we just do can we just do star wars food <laughs> well since october is fast approaching we're going to do the next best thing and we're going to that's one of the topics we're going to be talking about scary shit and first off for our third episode, we're going to be talking about Death Troopers. Yeah. Both Palpatine canon and episode. Legends. Woo! Woo! should <laughs> be in that episode. Dark <laughs> Troopers more like Dick Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Second episode, and it's been a lot of fun so far. I really love this. <laughs> but anyway, before I prattle on, thanks. Next time on Pimp My Empire. <laughs> <laughs> the Bouncy Star Destroyer. Oh my god. that as Pimp My Empire. <laughs> but anyway, I hope you guys had a wonderful time listening to this. Uh, it's a shorter episode than last time, but we're just trying to make these episodes a little bit shorter for your convenience. Um, I we're putting up with our stupid jokes. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the history of the Sith. Um, if you're listening to this or just watching the video for the YouTube video, be sure to leave a comment down below for suggestions or anything in general. And I'm going to take us out. Um, may the Force be with you, everybody. Bye.